What's up, everybody? This is Grant at Cause Artist, the 20th episode. Thank you so much for everybody who listened. I can't believe you've done 20 so far. But today is a cool one. It's talking to someone who I've been wanting to chat with for a long time. It's the CEO of Kind Traveler, Jessica Blotter. Um, if you don't know what Kind Traveler is, it's a really interesting hotel booking platform where they, they team up with specific um, hotels around the world and strike up exclusive rate partnerships uh, for their platform. And when you go to book, what you can do to unlock uh, rates, exclusive rates and perks is you add a $10 donation uh, to your nightly stay. And that unlocks a bunch of different perks and things and rates. And it also donates to a local nonprofit in the community you're staying in. So the idea for Kind Traveler came when Jessica went to Belize in, in 2012 and uh, you know saw poverty um, at a different level than, than what she had seen before. She thought that traveling needs to be more su- sustainable, both from properties that are, that are there and the community there, and then also enabling and empower the traveler, the booker, to donate a little bit directly to where they're going to stay so these beautiful places can uh, become sustainable and, and have their, their community be able to deal with some issues um, that they need to deal with. And it's it's interesting because Jessica doesn't come from a sort of a business background and, and what you'd think a, a technology startup CEO would have. She started as a teacher, um, an earth science and math teacher at a charter school. And uh, she then she went on to do some things in the business world. You know, worked for a bunch of different startups, some magazines, and some 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 other brands. Um, consulted for a while, and then that trip really ignited um, and inspired her to start uh, Kind Travel. She was also a journalist for a little while and written for Fast Company and CBS and all of those amazing platforms. She did a TEDx talk about sustainable travel. So she's really done a litany of things, and I'm so glad I finally got to talk and talked about a lot of different things. And we're also going to do a giveaway with Kind Traveler. So we're partnering with them to give away a beachfront escape in uh, South Beach, Miami at the Betsy South Beach Hotel. Um, So it's a $3,500 value. All expenses paid. And you get a lot of cool stuff when you get there. A lot of cool uh, perks and things like that. And Betsy South Beach is a kind partner hotel. I'll link to all this in the show notes if you guys want to learn more and uh, enter and things like that. But hope you guys have a great week. Again, really appreciate everybody listening, um, rating and reviewing and sharing if you if you can. I hope we, we get to 100 episodes and then 200 and so forth. I enjoy doing these things a lot. So I hope you enjoy it well. And and again, let me know if, if there's anything I can do better. I'm always open to improving anything. Just hit me up at grant at causeartist.com. Anytime you want to ask a question or submit somebody awesome um, for the show, um, or if there's any features you think I should be adding in or anything that I can improve and just help the experience more. Um, so have a good week, everybody. Thanks. So I always like to start with how stuff gets started, right? And sort of these light bulb movements of of how you know, things get created in our minds and we get inspired and things like that. And then just like with any other awesome company um, that I come in contact with, travel seemed to be a big part of of why you eventually started Kind Traveler. And it seemed to start 2012 with a trip to Belize. <laughs> um, so can you talk a little bit about that that trip in 2012 and how that maybe impacted and started to, to stir the creativity in your brain? Sure, sure. So... As you mentioned, uh, in 2012, we went on, my co-founder and I went on a trip to Belize. And 
and just to kind of before, reference before that, um, I spent 10 years working in advertising and publishing. I launched um, two different brand development companies um, at this point in time. And uh, my partner, Sean, had uh, founded three companies before the age of 25. And he um, has a really unique background, comes from two parents that are disabled. And um, we were both, before we went on this trip to Belize, we were really hungry to, um, to really just hit that touch point of uh, where our passion and purpose intersected. And mm -hmm. we weren't sure what it was. We knew we had these passions for travel. Uh, we also knew um, we were former, well, we were at the time animal rescue volunteers, and we really loved the way that we felt when we volunteered. You know, it was a thing in our lives that really made us feel balanced and more connected. So we already had this premise of an entrepreneurial spirit and a heart for giving back and travel before we went on this trip. But the trip to Belize uh, really catalyzed that light bulb moment. Um, we were there to see the Mayan ruins and go caving and sort of do the, you know, uh, things you think of when you go to Belize. But mm -hmm. instead, we saw a lot of poverty. Um, we saw families living in shacks next to polluted swamps. Uh, we saw emaciated dogs roaming the streets everywhere. And as animal rescue volunteers, we had a really particularly hard time with that because we wanted to help um, and not just ignore the situation. So we had personally a really hard time separating and, you know, trying to be like excited about let's go see the ruins when there's just so much poverty around us, essentially. And mm -hmm. um, we were on a bus with the other travelers heading to the ruins and the bus stopped at a convenience store. It was the last place to grab snacks or water before this this excursion and um, when we got off the bus these these rib protruding dogs like they just approached us and they're just looking at you just begging with these eyes of despair and you're really just like not sure what to do and naturally for me I ran into the convenience store and I didn't think that they would have any dog food but they did they had uh, dry kibble like wrapped up in these little plastic baggies it was kind of weird but I just grabbed as many as I could and I ran out and scattered it on the ground to feed them. And more and more dogs kept coming out of the woodwork. But um, there was this <laughs> moment when we, <laughs> we looked up and all of the other travelers on the bus were walking out um, with the dry kibble dog food. And they all participated in feeding them. And um, it was really just this sort of moment um, when we got back on the bus, the whole mood had shifted from this sort of sense of hopelessness and a little bit of sadness to like, wow, you know, we, we did something, we, we didn't save the world by any means, but you know, right. we, we participated in some small way. Like we didn't ignore the situation and just pretend it didn't exist. So that feeling that was stirred up on that bus that day, I mean, the, the smiles and the little pieces of joy, like it just really made us feel um, like, you know, we, we did something and we, but, but I think that, you know, we all had this deeper craving to do more. Um, we wanted, you know, to know, I mean, that our travels somehow were going to leave a positive mark or at least were positively impacting that community and environment that day. Um, but that feeling that happened there really just stayed with us for a long, long time. And we started to think, like, how can we use our entrepreneurial skills and our passions 
um, to really just create, instead of creating marketing campaigns with our brand development company, how can we create a movement? And, and, and I think our minds were really prepped at that time to just really take a big risk and, and really just sink our hearts into something that was really meaningful to the planet and to ourselves. And so um, this idea of a give and get booking platform, a hotel booking platform that rewarded you for giving back to local to the local community or environment um, with exclusive rates and perks seemed like something we could get really excited about. So that that journey began at that point um, over four years to um, do all of the research that we needed and really develop the first socially conscious hotel booking and uh, sustainable travel platform. Uh, and we launched that in um, August of 2016. How were those for four years after that initial trip and, you know, your mind started racing a little bit of, of how you can build something that could, you know, be impactful for a longer period of time. And a lot of people can do what they normally do, right? Everybody books travel, right? But if you could sort of help the community you're going to, it's 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 really something that I think affects everybody that travels, especially to to countries that, you know, aren't as beneficial and have what we have here in America, you see it every time you travel. You know, I think it's something like a a platform that enables a traveler, you know, to do something very small, right? Uh, Something to add on to to their booking, but it knows that it goes locally, right? I think that's the the most important part to talk about is, is when you do book, it goes to the area where you're traveling to, correct? Right, right. So the the hotel, um, well, it's a collaborative decision um, between like the hotel, kind traveler, but we'll look for a top performing charity that directly um, creates a positive community or environmental impact in that specific city or neighborhood. So that um, opportunity to give back locally, because that really is the definition of sustainable travel and tourism. It's travel that makes an, not only an economic impact in the destination that you're visiting, but also creates a community and environmental impact. And so it's really important for tourism dollars, not just to, you know, go into the, just not only the economy, but to reinvest into the health and sustainability of the destination itself. I mean, that's really a key part. And when you look at the bigger picture, I mean, there's so many things happening that really create the perfect storm for why sustainable travel really um, is the future of travel. Um, But really what's happening is, you know, there were 1.4 billion trips taken just last year alone. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the economic potential of this industry, it really has this opportunity to address the world for most challenges from poverty to climate change to um, inequality and, you know, loss of biodiversity. Like if the traveler were to vote with their dollars and be a force for positive, um, they could really make, they could essentially change the world. On the other hand, travel can be a force of negative. You see things like over tourism and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the the travel industry is, you know, responsible for carbon emissions, um, not as much as the agriculture industry, but it's up there. So the, the opportunity for it to be sustainable because of its economic power can really be something that 
um, make our, our planet a more, you know, a better place for generations to come. So that's kind of, I feel like the big overarching thing that's happening. But then on the traveler side, the research shows that travelers want their travel dollars to make a positive impact in the places that they visit. In fact, um, there's mm-hmm. a study called the Good Travel Study that says that 72% of travelers um, want their travel dollars to make a positive impact. But um, the challenge in the industry is that of those that want to travel sustainably, Half of them don't know how, and a third right. find it a third find it confusing. So that's kind of where like the opportunity to make it easy comes in, and where kind traveler really fits in is making it super easy and a win win for the traveler, the hotel, and the charity. When you were doing the research initially before you guys launched, what were some of the things that opened your eyes a little bit that that you discovered and didn't realize yourself? Was there anything that came out of that research that you were blown away by? Yeah, I mean, I had been, I'd been working as a journalist. So after I spent 10 years in advertising and publishing, I was working with startups, by the way, that, that whole time. So I was already in a startup culture. And that that experience definitely, you know, gave me a lot of I guess, confidence and being able to eventually launch Kind Traveler. But um, I switched to, I, I, didn't, I was really passionate about being a travel writer. I wanted to polish the, my, my journalism skills. I actually went back to school at UCLA Extension and started taking all these classes on journalism and um, started doing travel writing. And through that whole experience, I started, I was assigned a story from the Boutique Lodging Association, and they asked mm. me to interview 10, 10 CEOs of, of leading hotels in the world. And so I was literally set up on these interviews with uh, 10 CEOs, and I got to ask them all these different questions. And one of the, the things that came out of that research was that sustainability and philanthropy was important to all of them. Um, When it came to giving back to local charities, they all thought it was important. But there was this big gap in creating a traveler-facing initiative. I mean, of course, they could host galas and events Mm -hmm. and food drives and things like that. Um, Traditional stuff. Yeah, but they didn't have a way to continually have a message to support community impact, you know, outside of maybe encouraging their employees to volunteer or maybe doing a food drive or an event here and there. So I did that research um, by being a journalist. Um, I feel like that was really helpful. And I was in the very, very early stages of Kind Traveler. And I I definitely told them all about my ideas. And they really liked them. And in fact, one of the CEOs that I interviewed was um, the CEO of Virgin Hotels. And they became the first partner to join Kind Traveler. And so I feel like that was a, a big part of part Nice of stamp that. of approval, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that certainly propelled others to, to, to join in. But I mean, I think, you know, aside from, from that research, I feel like it was, you know, kind of learning that the, the economic power of this industry is right. the second biggest economic contributor in the world um, next to government. And wow. so, yeah, this, I think it was just the, the, the potential of it. And also I think um, later on in, in, I think it was 2015, the UN came out with the 2030 sustainable development agenda and the sustainable development goals just so nicely tied into what we were trying to do. I mean, we started development in like 2013, but when those goals came out, it really gave us some framework to our business because we, you know, we could then say these are the impact goals that we want to address, 
because we know that these impact goals are the goals that are well positioned and thought out and research um, aimed to address the world's biggest challenges. So those coming out kind of right a year before we launched really gave us like the positioning and and really the framework that we needed, if that makes sense. Yeah, the, a little bit about the platform. Can you just t- walk us through maybe like a, a customer's journey, right? If, if they go on the site and they want to book something, how does it how does it work from the point of how much they give back, right? What sure. what cause does it go to? Do I choose the cause? Is the cause yep. already associated with the with the property? And then that's that's just how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. So the way it works is basically um, like other hotel booking platforms, you're going to choose the destination that you're traveling to. And let's just say that you wanted to go to, let's just say Sonoma, because we've been talking a lot yeah. about Sonoma yeah. in California. You want to go to the wine country. So basically, um, you're going to see the participating hotels. Um, you're going to choose your selected dates. After you choose your dates, the exclusive rates are going to um, appear. And like I said, typically the rates are anywhere between 10 to 20% discount um, off of best available rate elsewhere. And like I said, too, we negotiate all the rates and internally. So we're not just like pulling a generic API like other booking sites do. The hotels genuinely offer a discount as a reward for your kindness. So that kindness piece is your $10 nightly donation um, that you give on Kind Traveler to the local highlighted charity. So every hotel is going to have a local beneficiary partner that is represented in that community. Mm. So, for example, let's just say you want to go to the farmhouse in um, their local community charity is the Redwood Empire Food Bank. Mm -hmm. Um, helping to end hunger in that community. So you're going to see and get to learn about that charity. Um, You're going to actually see exactly the type of impact your donation will make. So for example, with Redwood Empire, uh, a $10 donation will actually provide 20 nutritious meals to in-need individuals. Um, And that's per night. And so after you give that donation, for example, um, and actually I should say that you do have the option to change the charity if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, There are 60 charities on the platform. So there are cases where, you know, because giving is so intimate and one has to be truly passionate about a charity to give. Um, We do have that option for you to change the charity. You can look at other local Sonoma charities that we're partnering with, or you could choose, you know, one of our, our global charities. We have about 10 more familiar global charities that are also on the platform, but we give that option to the traveler. I would say that 80% of the time, they do choose that local impact partner. Um, And then that donation is going to go ahead and unlock the exclusive rates and perks to book directly with that um, kind hotel. So that's kind of how the model looks. And 100% of the donations go back to the charity. And the perks are often complimentary, like um, wine tours, for example, in Sonoma, Mm, or you might, you know, yeah, you might see like a complimentary room upgrade, um, or uh, perhaps a, you know, things like a glass of wine or a bottle of wine at check-in. I mean, it really just varies um, for every hotel, but but they're really excited to to honor travelers for making that donation. And that's really like the reward for your kindness um, that you get. Um, but you also get something that's non-tangible and it's the feeling of uh, giving back. And th- th- I think that 
this is the piece that I really love because there's so much wonderful research out there that shows like when you volunteer or make a donation, a chemical shift actually yep. happens in your brain, right? Like, you yep. know about Ser- this. Ser- yeah, yeah. A serotonin is released. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's called the helper's high. And so, um, you know, that's really a perfect storm for the traveler that wants to have a meaningful, memorable um more connected vacation experience because you're going to go on this trip and know in your heart that your trip is actually making a positive impact. You're leaving a positive mark. And that that feels really good for the traveler. Yeah, I think all the detail that you put in this is, is beautiful because I always think of this quote that uh, one of the co-founders of, uh, do you know the nonprofit News Story? They print the uh, 3D um, homes in, in Haiti. Um, okay. It's pretty crazy. They build like these homes in 24 hours, like 3D printing. It's it's an amazing thing. Anyway, wow. like yeah, when they started, one of the quotes that their co-founder said is that is that people want to give back. It's not that people don't want to give back, right? Like everybody wants to give back. The problem is is that they don't know where their money goes, right? When they give when they give to something, right? So all this this transparency is is so important because if a if a person just gives an amount of money to an organization and that's it like that's that's not the same as like looking at something and say okay this money is going to give this many meals right it's going yeah. to or provide this much food to a dog shelter right or provide yeah. this vaccination to stray dogs right or stray animals like to me that's super important as a yeah. consumer is to understand full transparency of like what this is exactly going to, because that makes the world a difference to me. Oh, 100%. And you want to have that like visceral, you know, image and just know of what your dollars are doing. You want to, you know, and, and I, we also go into quite a bit of detail. You'll see on the, on the hotel page, you'll see the local charity and you'll learn about, you know, why is that charity so important to this community? And, you know, Mm -hmm. how do they do, how do they do the work that they do? And, how can you travel kindly beyond the donation? And so um, one thing, like, for example, since we're talking about Redwood Empire Food Bank, um, they actually encourage people to volunteer. And you don't have to, to live there or be there for a long amount of time. You can literally just sign up. And the minimum is a two-hour shift. Um, but you can get this really unique educational experience. I mean, especially like if you, you know, are traveling um, with children or you want to create a more educational experience. I feel like a lot of people think that volunteering in travel is just related to voluntourism. Like you have to go take like a 10 day trip somewhere remote and it only applies to like these certain conditions. But okay. but really, you know, the all all travelers can participate if they want that experience. There there actually are those unique opportunities out there and right here in the United States. And you know you don't have to go far to have them. Um, every community right. needs support, but there's not really many any platforms out there that are kind of linking the two together. So that's I think something that makes it the platform unique is that you know you might not realize that you could could have that unique experience and actually go see where your dollars are going, you know, go visit and see, see what kind of impact you're actually making. If you're that passionate (laughs) about it, you know, (laughs) the platform, I mean, the platform is beautiful. I mean, a lot of, a lot of startups that come out, you know, they're, you know, their, their web presence and their platform, it, it just might, it's tough to come out the gate with a beautiful experience, right. For, for, for a shopper or consumer. 
So a little bit about when you guys first launched, did you have to go out and, and, and get money and get a little investment to say, hey, we really want to build this robust platform, um, but I'm not a web developer. <laughs> like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I can't do it. So like, what, what were the phases of actually just getting the platform ready to go and actually built and, and worked functionally to where you could deliver on all right. these amazing things we're talking about? Yeah, great question. So, so yeah, I think a lot of entrepreneurs get, get intimidated by like their big visions, maybe um, because you have the vision, but you don't know the how part. And so a lot of times I feel like people might scratch an idea because something could seem so daunting. Um, I think that if you can get really clear on your vision and map it out to the finest detail possible and just and move forward, um, we we had this vision. We, we had mapped out all of the sort of the flow of the website per se and what we wanted. And we interviewed uh, different web teams because, yeah, my co-founder and I are not necessarily coders, but Sean is a designer. So that was super helpful. He's a graphic yep. and product designer, graphic and product designer. So um, super helpful in, in developing the web frames and the design and the flow. And but we we worked with um, we finally found a team um, who was really focused on UI UX and design. And and they were also a startup. It was a small web company here in LA, and they were also a startup at the time. And you know they wanted clients. And mm-hmm. we couldn't just pay up front everything because right. it was it was still too expensive. And so we part of the reason it took so long is like we were like, OK, well, we can literally invest like little increments like over, you know, it was like two years total to build the website itself before that. It was like, you know, research development, getting it all together. And right. by the time we actually started development, but it was just sort of the slow journey, like moving forward, like always moving forward. And then you know, by the time we got it all like built, it was like a shell. We didn't ha- have any actual partners and we couldn't go live <laughs> without partners. <laughs> and, and so that was like, oh, okay, we got to do something about this. So then honestly, that was like a whole year of just going out and selling. And we, we didn't want to have like a little launch. Like we wanted to come out with hotels in like every major US city. And we ended up launching, I think with like, in, in 15 different cities with about like 23 hotels. And um, and that was really important for us to come out kind of like in New York, LA, Chicago, Miami, and sort of all these, we were even in Mexico and the Caribbean by that when we launched, but that really helped us kind of have this big PR launch that landed stories yeah. like the day that we turned the website on. Basically, we were in like Travel and Leisure, Condé Nast, New York Times, and that that was a big deal for us. I mean, I would never, ever have known that that would have happened, but we worked with an amazing publicist and, and, and this whole journey was just like these little like investments over, Mm -hmm. over many, many years. And, and I will say too, there are a few acts of God that happened as well to get it launched. I mean, things that I could have just never predicted, um, you know, up until two years before we launched, I mean, Sean and I were both still working and, and but then Sean is a uh, veteran who he he was in service during the time of the Gulf War and uh, he suffered from a, a minor disability from that experience. But mm-hmm. out, out of nowhere, one day, a settlement that he had filed for like 15 years ago prior had had landed in his bank account. And Come that on. was like, Come yeah. on. 
Yeah. <laughs> just like on a random Tuesday, like, just wakes up and uh, has yeah. some coffee. And... Yeah. Yeah. On a random Tuesday. I'm not even like, that's why I say act of God. And this would have been maybe like a year and a half, two years before. And so that was that, that provided a blanket of security. And then um, another thing happened, unfortunate thing, but my grandmother died like maybe six months before the launch. And I, re I was really close with her. I mean, I, she would ask me every time we talked, we talked every week, she'd ask me, so when is the site launching? And I'm like, <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost there. I promise you. And like, I just felt like she thought that it was never going to launch. And I, right. just, I really wanted to show her that this thing was real because it took so long. Um, and then unfortunately she passed and, uh, but she left me like a small, inheritance sure. and I invested a hundred percent of it into kind traveler and that you know was the extra little lift that we needed to kind of like pay off the website <laughs> like, yeah yeah you know, no like, it's, it's so true though the little these little these little nuggets that that happen they they're all just little bricks right that build the eventual yeah house. it's it's just yeah it's something is never too small right like if it's even it's even something you know, maybe it's not even money. I'm sure there's other stuff along the way that oh, that yeah. uh, happened that so you just, things. you know, that, that oh it's just like it, there's so many different dynamics and variables that so go into things. that go into this what, kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's why I just feel like you just if you're moving forward, like you you kind of create this like momentum, right? Of like you have this vision, you're moving forward, and somehow, some way, it's possible to manifest. Uh, what you're working on because you have so much energy behind it and you, you have so much momentum. You're working on it every single day and you have other people, you know, that are also collaboratively working with it on you, with you. And so I do feel like that the universe has a way of attracting things that are in support, especially I feel like when your vision is connected to a bigger purpose and you have like real true heart and passion which is like the number one thing before anybody should start on any journey is to make sure <laughs> that their heart is like truly aligned because I will tell you, you will not be able to get up every single day to keep, you know, to persevere on the entrepreneurial journey, which can sometimes take so many years um, before you actually really make it and become profitable. So I feel like your heart has to be so deeply, deeply, deeply connected. And that's really important to get straight first. When you talk, when you talked about the wireframing's done, you know the platform is functional, right? But it's just a shell. <laughs> you still had to go out and get and get like yeah. partners involved. So I yeah. mean, the pitch seems to be pretty great. So like, were there a lot of like properties that just said no? And like, why why would some why would a property say no to something like this? Well, yeah. I mean, I think, okay, this is where I had to really draw on my sales skills because like I told you, I spent 10 years working with startups in sales, like advertising mm -hmm. sales. And so this was, I mean, before, and before that, before those 10 years, I was actually an earth science teacher. So I have a, um, a biology <laughs> or a bachelor's in biology and master's in education. And um, that was my like first career. And then I had made this transition to startup world and sales and marketing and it was completely different, but I really loved it at the time. And, but I had to really draw on that background because I, I was, I was fine selling a product that no one knew about because I already did it with my former career. I was, you know, in sales with startups. Nobody, 
you know, typically startups don't have big marketing budgets, like very few people like actually know about them. And, um, but I was comfortable in that environment. So I feel like I had to draw on that, that comfort and that confidence that I had and, you know, the success that I was able to bring to these other startups in the past. Um, I was comfortable in that sort of that space of, of not really knowing and and having a brand new product. I feel like that, yeah, I mean, the hotels that said no was, they were, the reasons were mostly because we, we were just a startup and they wanted to see us have maybe more traction and, and, and it was, it was a bit of a risk for maybe anyone, but, but I think that after we used the philosophy or strategy, I guess, and like, let's get the first, just to be like really amazing hotels, you know, hotels that everybody loves and that are real leaders in sustainability and impact. And I had always had this vision of Richard Branson. He's such a big advocate for sustainable travel. And I just thought that, you know, he was launching his first hotel and I had met the CEO. Like this was a Mm -hmm. perfect like thing. And so I feel like it was just getting that one on board and then obviously having like a very dynamic presentation. I mean, our visuals and our design, thanks to Sean, you know, we're always really um, on point. And I knew how to like bring these partners on because I, I did it before, you know, so I feel like that, that all, all that had to come together, you know, and if I wouldn't have had that experience, like I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have that skill set to draw on if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, three years you've been in it now. So I, I'm sure there's yeah. <laughs> there's some successes and you know some some hurdles and, and and failures that that you've attained in these in these you know last three years. So what what are some of the successes that you see? I mean, do you see you know customers really gravitating towards certain places, certain causes? What's sort of the the data telling you about people giving back and and what they like to give to? Yeah, so. We um, we definitely see, like I said, the 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 travelers are passionate about giving back locally, um, mm-hmm. more so. And um, I think that you know one of our challenges though is we are um, trying to grow the portfolio. So it's it's like one of those things where when you compare us to other like booking sites, like there's maybe seven thousand or plus hotels sure. um, mm-hmm. on the platform, and so. That's a bit of a challenge. Like if you're, you know, while we do have hotels in 15 different countries, which is a huge win for us, there are certain places, obviously, that we don't, that we're not in yet. And so that could be a, um, a certainly a challenge um, for, for, for us. Uh, so we're, you know, we're really focused on just really growing um, our presence, but, but not just for like the pure uh, meaning of growth. We, we really want to find those like-minded partners who are values mm-hmm. aligned, right? Who really just have that shared heart for giving back, for empowering travelers, for sustainability, for the planet. We recently became a 1% for the planet member and we are a public benefit corp going yep. after a B Corp. B corp. Um, I do just feel like it's just never been more important for like these communities to just really like bind together and like support each other because like we're all trying to do, you know, positive things for the world and the more we can like do business with each other, the better. So I feel like that's, you know, where we're really just trying to find our people and find tell our story within you know the right places and and really just find the ones that that share the same heart 
for, for mm-hmm. what we're doing. You know, but I think that there's there's been other, you know, big wins. I think we were talking earlier about um, working with tourism boards, not just hotels, yeah. because, right. you know, we created a um, successful partnership with Son- Sonoma County Tourism. And, and what that meant for us is that it wasn't just kind travelers staying here travel sustainably and kindly to these hotels and give back to the community but it was also it's also now the the marketing arm of of a big tourism board also saying it um yep. and so that 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 gives us it's a huge. lot more leverage yeah and so i feel like going forward we really you know want to just focus on the bigger tourism board partnerships that allow us to come out with our message much more strongly so i feel like that that really opens up a window of like a big opportunity for kind traveler to grow in a, in a sustainable way that really engages the whole destination towards sustainable travel not just you know not just the hotel partners because in the end it's it's the whole destination that needs to be a part of it as a whole when you talk i mean from all the stuff i read and you know you seem to be speaking on a lot of panels and in front of a lot of people about tourism and and travel and sustainability. When you go out and do these panels and and do these TEDx talks, right? What's what are some of the some of the feedback or questions that people have for you and what do they want to learn more about in this space? So, great question. I think that like for example, I recently delivered it was actually my first keynote speech, but it was for the Lake Tahoe uh, Visitors Authority. They had their their annual. They have an annual summit every year. And for example, they asked me to um, deliver a talk on the the future of responsible travel. And I think that this is relatively a newer niche on the tourism board, you know, side. Like they're just kind of now waking up and you know getting in tune. If you would have asked them maybe five years ago or even three years ago. Right. I don't think sustainable travel was on anybody's radar. I mean, maybe in some destinations it was, but in the United States, I, I just don't think that it was. And in and, and the same with hotels. So I feel like over the last two years, I'm sure you've you've witnessed this as well with, with your brand, but mm-hmm. there's all like hotels are becoming B Corps and yep. you know, um like the world has really come into an awakened state where you cannot turn on the news or go on social media without seeing the world's big challenges and plights. I mean, it was just this mm-hmm. week we had, you know, it was like all the different stories about whales washing up dead and like all these different places around the world or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, wh- whatever it is, like, like the world, you know, is <laughs> currently facing its sure. biggest uh, species extinction then, you know, more so more, more species are going extinct more so than ever before. I mean, there, there's all these climatic changes happening and brands are just waking up in general. And I feel like when you look at sustainable industries, the fashion industry, they've done an excellent job, like mm-hmm. creating a sustainable fashion. I mean, there's so many sustainable fashion yeah. companies now uh, as a result of this movement. There's documentaries and it's a big deal travel is it's it's slowly becoming what that movement looked like yep um, it's a lot it, like food still, food was first like they right. had this huge vegan organic shift in sort right. of putting in our bodies and then it was the fashion industry that said let's take a deeper look at 
what our manufacturing practices looks like, what our exploitation of workers looks like, like all these different things that are wrong with the fashion industry is changing, right? It's it's slow moving because it's such a massive market, but things right. are definitely moving more positively. And now, like you said, two, three years ago, you know, maybe some stuff was popping up in tourism, but now it's, you know, it's becoming more and more at the top of the, at the top of the conversation. Right. It's, it's going, sustainable travel is going mainstream. And so in order for it to truly go mainstream and for the, the industry to shift, there's a lot of conversations and, that are sparking around, around this movement. And so I feel like a lot of the times when I'm asked to speak, it really is about like the shifts that are happening in the industry, like presenting, talking about the research that's out there, because there's this sort of question mark on people are asking questions like, what is responsible travel? Like, what does it mean? Right. What, what are right. the definitions of sustainable? And why, why is it so important? And so um, I guess this kind of comes from my, my background as an earth science teacher, but I have this heart for research. And um, I feel like I've just been able to collect all these different studies that um, have, you know, sharing them with others and just showing like, you know, showing other, whether it's hotels or tourism boards, destinations, like how can you create a sustainable travel message and how can you empower travelers to, to, you know, to take these sustainable, you know, be more sustainable and how can you as a brand be more sustainable? So a lot of the conferences, conferences are largely B2B that I've been speaking at, um, but right. really just encouraging brands and, you know, travel industry leaders to get on board and just sort of be aware and educated on why this movement is so important for our planet, but also how it can benefit your business. It's an important point because I always preach, I always preach is that the way you spend your money is is how things will change. It's the biggest, right. it's the biggest pot of shift changing out there is, is your, is your money. Because like you said, it, businesses aren't going to be the ones that change first. It's going to be the, they're going, it's going to be the consumers telling businesses what they want. That's how you right. see it in the fashion industry, in the food industry. Now it's going to be in the travel industry. It's going to be the, the, the customers that put their dollars into these specific areas that tell other businesses they're losing money and they're losing customers because they're not, you know, doing what these, these customers want. So right. it's just going to start to go more towards travel now as we see it in fashion a lot. We see it in right. every fashion company now is coming out with, you know, sustainable products line, these massive, massive brands that have been out there for so long because they have to, right? Because the dollars are, are going into that. Now they have to change, right? A $400 billion industry is changing because little old customers are spending their money in the way they want to, in a responsible way. That's the, that's right. the power. It is. It's, it's all about the consumer power. And I think with tourism, travel and tourism, you know, just last year, there were 1.4 billion travelers or a billion trips rather. And that estimate was not supposed to be until two years from now. So mm -hmm. that estimate came two years early. And what's happening is that there's more people traveling more so than any other time in history, largely because there's a rising middle class and lots of different parts of the world sure. are having more access to money. It travel is cheaper. You look at models like Airbnb, like it's yep. more affordable than it's ever been before. And so 
And then you have social media channels like Instagram that, you know, it's all about this wanderlust and where can I go next? And you have this travel culture that's built and, you know, there's sort of this travel envy that's taking place amongst millennials. And so there's this perfect storm of things that are, are making this industry accelerate at a faster pace than it ever has before. And it could be destructive or it can be, it can be healthy and positive and actually you know, make a great positive impact, but it really is up to the the travelers as well as the industry to make sure that they make choices and and pathways to make travel sustainable because of its potential to do good or its potential to do harm. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's just a really like, I'm surprised it's taken so long for this industry to convert, but I think it's just because it's so massive and really- Now we just just need- we need Tesla to start building planes. That's right, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's probably not yeah. batteries big, big, big enough to do that quite yet, <laughs> but eventually, yeah. eventually, we'll yeah. All this talk about travel. What are what are some of the places that you've loved to travel to in your life, and that would recommend to to a fellow traveler? Yeah. So I recently, about well, I guess it was about a year ago, I went to Costa Rica. And it was, um, I just loved it. It was, you know, this country was, was rated amongst the happiest countries in the world um, because of how they're really sustainable in their thought and their government really advocates for sustainability. So I feel like there's um, a lot of development there that is sustainable. And there's also development that is not sustainable too there. But sure. um, there's one town called Las Catalinas that's on the coast of the uh, Guanacaste coast and it's in the northwestern part of Costa Rica but the entire town it's only a town that's 10 years old but it's a car free beach town with the entire mindset and value proposition built around sustainability so literally they they only allotted so much of the town to be used for development i think it's like 80 percent is conserved to its natural state and only 20 percent development yeah and like they they don't allow any hunting um in their town um obviously no cars it's a walkable city and they've invested in all their hiking trails um, are erode are built so that they don't erode. Like everything that they've done, they've thought of sustainability, and they they're really passionate about protecting their local wildlife. So I just feel like in general, if we can travel to destinations that are supporting, mm, it's like a great point. The, it's a great point. Yeah, the, the sustainability of destinations. It it really just you know it, it kind of ties everything together, and we. We have a couple hotels that are actually in Las Catalinas, too. Um, one is called Santorina Hotel. Um, it just launched like a couple months ago. How, and how then, do you spell um, the city? Is it L-A-S-C-A-T-A? L-I-N-A-S? Exactly. Yep. Okay. That's exactly okay. right. Yeah, Las Catalinas. And they have a website and you can learn about you can learn about their different sustainability initiatives. It's quite fascinating. But, um, and then we have another hotel there called Casa Chameleon uh, Las Catalinas. And so both super sustainable, um, Las, uh, the Casa Chameleon, every, every suite has a private uh, saltwater infinity pool in the, like within your suite. And so you can either be looking at the jungle or the ocean. And, oh. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I mean, I just absolutely loved it there. And you can, 
kind of stay in the town if you want, or if you want to explore the surrounding area, there's lots of national parks um, that you can go to and experience waterfalls and lots of wildlife and even like some uh, mildly active volcanoes. But (laughs) uh, yeah, so. (laughs) Did you say, did you say no cars earlier? Yeah, it's a, it's a car free town. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a small town. I mean, it's really small, but it's it's a walkable city and and there's Sounds a couple amazing. like Yeah, I mean, there's like a couple great restaurants and uh it's right on the beach and you can go paddleboarding and sort of do all the ocean activities you want and there's a couple hotels that are kind hotels and tons of hiking trails everywhere. So it's it's definitely perfect for the nature lover, outdoor enthusiast type. Um but the hotels have that little piece of eco luxury too, so you really kind of have the best of both worlds. Which I, I, I'd say that that's top on my list. How often do you, how often do you get to travel? Well, not as quite often <laughs> as I'd like to, um, mostly because I'm, you know, doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Uh, my partner and I of the company because we are still a very small team. So right. um, I feel like it, um, but, but great things always happen when we do travel. So we know that it's really important, but I'm really focused on trying to visit all of our kind hotels. Um, when Ooh, I get I like to, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I, when I get to be face to face with, with our partners, it, it really like the relationship just becomes so much better and stronger and, you know, you get that personal connection, you know, because a lot of our hotels are not necessarily based in Los Angeles where we are, like we're, we're doing a lot of business over the phone and over the computer. And, and so when, when I, when I map out my, my places that I travel to, it, it really all a hundred percent of the time is around where, where our hotel. Oh, it's a must. Are. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's obvious. That's uh, so obvious, obvious, but it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. And it's, you know, I love going to visit with the local charities too. I mean, that brings it full circle for me because a lot of times I'll interview them for our blog or, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll we'll do like a behind the scenes tour, but just to see the actual impact that, you know, is being made and how they do the work they do, like, it just like ties it all together for me. I mean, I I just love that piece of it. Um, And I went up to Sonoma a couple months ago and I visited one of the charities up there. It's called Russian river keeper and they maintain the health of the Russian river in Sonoma. And they got to like, take me to one of their sites where they're working on a project of um, it's basically a pollution project, but I got to kind of like learn firsthand and like see the pollution. And I mean, it just, it it really just, I, I, my biggest thing is like, I want to convey that their missions and their hearts and passions and work that they do um, as, as clearly and and deliberately as possible. Because if, if everybody could see what I see in here when I meet with the charities, like, <laughs> I mean, you would be just so much more motivated to give back. And so I feel like I'm just trying to, in a, in a bigger picture, like, you know, eventually I'll get to all of them and I'll get to write lots of stories and create videos and and maybe, you know, have a bigger outlet to capture them through, you know, down the road, um, maybe a book or, you know, just something yeah, else no, to just really like love it. shine a light on them, right? On like how to travel kindly in these different destinations and what does it really look like? I want to end with sort of 
of advice or, or just knowledge that you can sort of give to, to everybody? Because I think your journey has been great because you didn't start out right out of college and do this. You know, like you've had multiple different phases of your life and your career. So like sometimes I think people get discouraged, like if they're a certain age, right, or if they're not educated in something, you know, like you were a biology major and an education major and you started a travel company. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, does, <laughs> it doesn't always have to go a traditional route, right? Like you, just because right. you're not versed in something doesn't mean you can't create something that you're not versed in. Um, so just a little bit about, you know, some advice that you would give people who, who maybe, you know, want to take a different route in their life. Absolutely. I think that the opportunity that we have in America to seek out education is just so undervalued. Um, You know, anytime in my life, like I just wanted to learn something more about something I wouldn't, I'd always, you know, take a class, like just wouldn't hesitate to, I feel like the more that we can learn, the more that we follow our passions, Um, And then, you know, if you find that you really have a heart for animals, but you've never worked with animals, there is, whether it's a volunteer experience that you can gain or a class at the local community college, like UCLA has an extension program. And I imagine other universities have extension programs that facilitate adult learners who, you know, are, are, you know, it's not a, it's not a degree program. Like you can just take classes and if you want to earn a certificate, you can, but you don't have to. But I just feel like the more like knowledgeable that we can become around the things that we're really truly passionate about the more it will inform our our career and our entrepreneurial decisions and so we all have access it doesn't cost a dime to volunteer you know you don't have to have a lot of money like I took mm. classes at UCLA I think they were like maybe $300 a class like it was not a big investment so I feel like it's just we have to to first get really clear on on what makes our hearts tick um I I always say you know, the things that, that, that strike an emotional chord with you, it's like the things that make you cry or the things that like, yep. you just can't imagine <laughs> your life <laughs> without, those are the things that's a sign, you know, move yep. towards that, go towards that. Um, I also think meditation is really helpful. Yoga, just quieting your mind and really just being able to, to listen to, you know, what your calling is, because I feel like if we can first align with that, then we can go in that direction. It doesn't matter what you majored in in college. It doesn't matter, you know, who you're, you know, where you come from or how old you are or anything there. It doesn't matter. Um, we first just have to get clear on on who we are and what what we want to manifest, and then once we have that high vision of passion and purpose, we can move forward towards those dreams. And volunteering and um, investing in education are just invaluable experiences for that journey. And also realizing that you know there's lots of people out there who want to be mentors and want to be co- you know there's lots of coaches out there i have worked with coaches too on my journey and whether they're business coaches or you know personal development coaches or a little bit of both mm. that's also really helpful you know for an entrepreneur or just somebody trying to figure out what 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 they want to do so draw on those resources get first get clear on your vision but just know that you know there are those things uh, that you can do uh, that require essentially little to no budget. Yeah, that's 
freaking wise words there. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, the. I mean, everything you said, I think, is is so spot on. And you know, a lot of the things that I'd be able, I've been able to to do in create is just self learning. Like you said, I mean, it's going down a YouTube rabbit hole, <laughs> you know, right. or you yeah. know, just going down a a blog you know, yep. rabbit hole of, of researching something and, and finding out ways to do things and, and, yeah. and figuring problems out and just, and just doing it. Right. Exactly. So, There's so much free education out there too. It's an, you know? I mean, it's, it's unreal. It, it's, it's unreal. The amount of education that we have access to, yeah. um, that especially like you said here in America, I mean, it's just endless, right? It doesn't even, it doesn't matter where you live you probably have a library nearby. Even if you don't have internet at your house, there's free internet at every single library in America. Right. And yeah, just the resources that we have, yeah. And the classes that the libraries have, they all have classes. I mean, you know, the internet, like YouTube so is amazing. Online. I mean, YouTube is an amazing asset for anything you want to learn. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It really is. So I feel like that's a great, starting point is just utilizing what you have at your fingertips, what's in your backyard. You know, how can you go and volunteer? Because you're going to learn a lot through that too. Or how can you pick up a book or hop online and take an online class? I mean, I landed my first story um, in Fast Company. I got paid to write a story for Fast Company and I was never a journalist ever before. It was like one of my very first stories. And I learned how to pitch them based off of an online class that I took. It was like a $30 class on how to pitch editors. And I yep. took it and I followed <laughs> the instructions and I, I got paid to write a story for a fast company. Like that was like one of my big wins. And I was like, okay, you know, like it really, like we, we get caught up in uh, thinking that things are the impossible, whereas we just put a little bit of focus and time, like we can figure things a lot out on our own. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know we tried to do this a couple of times and we, and we both, you know, we both couldn't make it in certain times. So I'm so glad that we, we got a chance to really, to really talk for an extended period of time. And cause I've, I mean, I've always been a big fan ever since you guys launched. I remember seeing the press release and I was like, well, this is really, really interesting, <laughs> you know? And I was like, I, I'm, I'm, this is one of a kind. And it was so awesome wow. to see uh, a tech company kind of, kind of taking, taking the reins on that because we do see a lot of products that take the socially conscious route right now, but we don't see like tech platforms and, and, mm. and travel yet. And I think that was when you guys came out, I was like, this was the first one I heard of that. I was like, man, this is, this is on another level because I know how hard it is to build a platform like this. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money and a lot of people involved to build something like this. Um, so I yeah. knew that you guys took the time and I knew it took, <laughs> it took a while and a lot of headaches, a lot of sleepless nights to even build it, right. To even launch it. So, it sure did. so yeah, kudos it sure you guys. <laughs> and I think, I that. think that, the winner, the winner here is Las Catalinas, Costa Rica. I think is, uh, is the winner. Yeah. Here. Cause they, yeah, you have to go, you have to go to Casa Chameleon on kind traveler and that's in the town of Las Catalinas. Sweet, but that awesome. I, I'm happy to like, yeah, put a trip itinerary together for anybody who's interested in going, um, because you know, firsthand experience, I can definitely like still paint a pretty cool vacation experience for somebody. But um, no, and I thank you for those words, Grant. Like, it, it really means a lot to me. Almost got like a little tear in my eye as you were saying <laughs> that because 
you know, like for somebody to really, really know like what it's taken, like that means a lot to me because it's like, you know, I, sometimes it's like, I don't know if that people realize like what we've been through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been to, we've been to hell and back basically like a few times. So it, you know, it just to, to get, to get to this point and it's a, just a very big, just a, it's a big honor and I, I haven't done it alone. Like there's been a team and multi, like so many different partners who've believed in this and it, it literally a village, you know, of, of right. believers and the, all of, you know, the writers and the journalists that have covered us to help like tell the story, like it all, every little piece of it matters. This podcast matters. Like it all matters so much to us and to me personally. So thank you for taking the time to shine a light on social entrepreneurs and um, you know, socially conscious companies that are, are making a change because it, it all is super important to our world. And I'm so grateful.